Turn your Bibles tonight, if you would, please. I have been looking forward to this, to Psalms 139. Psalms 109, and I'd just like to read a little bit with you. Psalms 109, I want you to be thinking about your thought life, the importance of our thought life. In verse 1, O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought before all. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, Thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid Thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain unto it. Whether shall I go from thy spirit, or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as a day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth thy will. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and carefully wrought in the lowest part of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yea, being unperfect, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, there are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I, will, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men, for they speak against thee wickedly. And thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord? They hate thee. And am I not grieved with those that rise up against thee? I hate them with, a, with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Heaven and Lord, Father, we read these precious verses, and there's so many things taught here doctrinally. Lord, I could spend all day just studying them. Lord, we, we understand by these precious verses of Scripture that Hey, you know us in our mother's womb before we ever came forth. You knew every part of us. You knew what was going to be born like. You know what was going to be like before we was ever breathed the first breath of air, according to these verses. And I thank you, O Lord, that you know us. But Lord, sometimes it's a scary thought to know that you know all our thought life. Everything we even think about, you already know it. Father, I pray tonight, help us to get our thoughts in order. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A great philosopher once said, 
Each and every of us has secret thoughts that would shame hell. Someone else said, our best friends and our worst enemies are our thoughts. A thought can do us good, like a doctor or a banker or a faithful friend. It can also do us more harm than bad medicine. I know this, society is greatly affected by people's thoughts, which sooner or later lead many to express themselves physically, either good or bad. The thought is the father of the deed. Now, how important is the thought life? Number one, God knows our thoughts. Uh, Job 42 and verse 2 says, I know that thou canst do everything, then that no thought can be withholden from thee. That's a scary thought, isn't it? A scary thing to think about, that God even knows our thoughts before we ever think them. Now, uh, we can't hide then whatever we're thinking from God. He knows everything about us. Uh, I used to marvel at this. One lady used to go to church with us years ago. Uh, she always, anybody, she just said whatever's in her mind, you know, just whatever she thought she'd say it. And uh, she'd say some bad things to people. Like, uh, you know, you ask her a question, she'd just tell you what she thought about it. And I said one day to her, I said, you know, you don't have to say everything that you think. You can keep some things to yourself. Uh, you can hurt people's feelings. Well, I gotta tell them the truth. You know, if they ask me, I gotta tell them the truth. No, you need to keep some things to yourself. Amen. But God knows every bit of our thoughts. Now, God commands right thinking. I want to show you something. Turn away Philippians now. I like you to stay there because I'll be coming back to it several times tonight. Uh, but the book of Philippians, please, in chapter 4, and look at verse 8. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, watch everything to true, watch everything to honest, watch everything to pure, uh, just, watch everything to pure, watch everything to lovely, watch everything to good, report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, God is telling us something here. That's a command. God tells us to think rightly then. He's telling us that He commands us to think right. Now, notice, a thought goes before our actions, good or bad. Isaiah 14, verse 24. The thought of the Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. And as I have proposed, so shall it stand. For purpose, so shall it stand. Uh, Proverbs 23, verse 17. Let not thine heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all thy days. Now, listen to these verses. I want to give you some things, just things to think about. Proverbs 15, 26. The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the of the pure are pleasant words. Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Proverbs 24, 9. The thoughts of foolishness is sin, and a scorner is abomination to men. Matthew 15, 19. For out of the heart proceeded evil thoughts, murderers, adulterers, uh, fornicators, thefts, false witness, 
blasphemy. You know what he's saying here? God is saying in all these verses, a thought goes before the deed. What you think, if you're not careful, you'll do it. You'll do it. And that's why that I tell uh, moms and dads all the time, you better be careful what you're teaching your kids to think about. Because the thought goes before the deed. I, I never will for visiting the home one time. Me and my wife made this visit, and, and uh, some friends of theirs came in. Now, they had a teenage daughter. And uh, they, the other family that came in had a teenage son. And they came in, and we were all sitting in the living room, and the teenage daughter went in their bedroom, and the teenage son went in the bedroom and closed the door. And the whole time that we was there, that teenage boy and that teenage daughter was in there together. And I said uh, to the daddy, I said to him privately, I said, does that go on all the time? Oh, they're not doing anything wrong in there. Is that right? Hmm. Every time I seen to a boy and a girl that age, they do something they ought not to be doing if they left alone. Amen. And what I'm trying to say is, you don't let that come to pass. You don't let them get into a place that they think and do wrong things. Amen. The thought goes before the deed, and you got to watch what you put for for them to give them the wrong kind of thinking. A thief becomes a thief because of what he is thinking. An adulterer becomes an adulterer because of what he's thinking. And we need to find out what our loved ones are thinking about then. God already knows. Now listen to me. God honors those who in, include Him in their thinking. Malachi 3.16 tells us that Joseph was blessed of God because of his thinking. Listen to Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream. Amen? Did you know what I've learned in the last few years? If you go to bed thinking on something, you'll have dreams about it, and during the night, in the morning you get up and you're still thinking about it. And that's the reason you got to be careful what you watch on TV. you got to be careful what you... I, I watched the news the other night, and I got so mad that I ought not to get... Well, the Bible says here that we can be angry. I just read that. It's okay. But I got I, I got really angry the other night. And, and I mean, I was... I lived, you know, with what they were saying about my president. I don't know about yours, but he's mine. And I got real aggravated about it. And I, I went to bed and I, I thought about that thing all night. And I got up next morning. I clear, I'm still thinking about it and still mad. I'm sitting there eating my Oreos and cookies and I'm still mad about last night or something that I saw and I'm still thinking about it. And you know what that taught me? I ought to read my Bible more before I go to bed. I ought to pray more before I go to bed. I ought to think right before I go to bed and then I can have some good, sweet dreams. And I can have... By the way, I dream in Technicolor. I heard a psychologist say one time, you don't, you can't dream in technicolor. Well, I don't know about him, but I do. Amen? I have a good time. I, I think I got a, another life going on. I really do. Because I, I, I woke up the other morning, I told my wife, why did you wake me up? Man, I was having a good time. <laughs> in my dream. But you know what? I learned something. Thought, your thought life, has a lot to do with your rest and peace of mind and just the way that you handle things. 
And the Bible tells us that. We're to be careful what we think. God gives a prescription for right thinking. Listen to this. Proverbs 16, verse 3. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Listen to that again now. Listen to it. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Did you know, if you get in the Lord's work, whatever the Lord's laid on your heart to do, now I'm not talking about everybody's got to be a preacher, everybody's got to be a piano player, song director, or something. I'm just talking about whatever God's called you to do. Whatever God's called you to do, work at it for the Lord. Let me show you how it works. When I was a superintendent of Shiloh coming years ago, right after I first got saved, uh, I would travel around and check on the stations and things. That was my job. And there was such a burden laid on me or such a responsibility laid on me going from one station to another and uh, thinking about everything that happened each station. And did you know I'd, I'd go to bed and I'm thinking about all this thing and worrying myself to death about it and all the fret and that pressure built upon me, uh, carrying it to bed with me, getting up with it and going to work with it all the time. And I had to learn something. You've got to learn to think right. I hate to say this, but I was building one station up in Spring Hill, first station ever built. I got the thing completely done. All I need to do is put one door handle on the bathroom door, men's bathroom door, and I'm finished with the whole project. And I try to put that door handle on it, and all them little springs out of that door latch, it went everywhere. And I said, I got them all up that I could get up, and I couldn't make that thing work. And I said, I'll just go down here to the hardware and buy me another one. I went down and bought me another door uh, knob and put it on that bathroom door. And here's the head guy for Shell Oil Company come down there with superintendent of that whole area. And he come down and he said uh, he was going to inspect the one that I, you know, see if I'd done everything right. And I, he come around and he, he checked the key to every lock in that building. And he come to that and he said, how come this key don't fit in this door? I said, they sent me a special key. <laughs> 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 and did you know he passed that work? But let me tell you something. That has never left my thoughts. Did you know that? That still bothers me to this day. I knew better than that. Amen. I did it in him. And what I'm trying to tell you, you do crazy things in your work life and they'll stay with you. And you've got to think about the right kind of thing. Do the right thing. Notice what that verse says again now, and it's very important. But what he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream. Isn't that good? And God says, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Here are some ways to develop healthy minds. Number one, read God's Word. It gives faith. Amen. Romans 10, 17, So then faith come by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So if you want to have a healthy mind, read God's Word. Number two, obey God's Word. You know it's one thing to read God's Word, it's another one to obey. Hebrews 10, 25, For not forsaking the assembling yourselves together as, some, as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day coming. You know what that's saying? That's saying obey God's Word. God says don't forsake the sin itself together. Do it then. Amen? Listen. Uh, work not for thy salvation. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. 
It says, by grace you say through faith, not by works. Amen? So you're not supposed to work. But work out your salvation uh, that's living in you, according to Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. Now, the Word of God has a prescription for right thinking then. And again, a born-again person should control their thinking. Now, go with me please to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. Uh, chapter 2 and look with me in verse 16 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 16 for who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him but we have the mind of Christ now that's controlling your thoughts in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 therefore if any man be in Christ he's a new creature old things are passed away Behold, all things become new. The new man should control his thinking then. A right thinking is a sign of spiritual maturity. There's a lot of babies in Christ today. They're born again, they're saved, but the least little thing, they'll quit on the Lord, or they, they'll quit coming. You can hurt their feelings at a drop of a hat. And we're not to be that way. Amen? We're to be steadfast, always abounding for the Lord. Always going for the Lord. Don't let nothing stop you. Right thinking. Did you know, and I, I told a person here a while back was talking to me about, somebody hurt my feelings because they're across town always talking about me. And I told them it would surprise you how little they think about you. Amen? You know what was wrong? They're on this side of town thinking about something not even happening. Not even going on. And yet they're thinking about it and it troubled them so bad they were ready to quit on the Lord. Now, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. Hey, if something strange happened to you, it didn't just happen to you alone. All us Christians go through it. They're one of us. Bible says so. Prayer has power over our thought life. Now, Philippians again, please. Uh, chapter 4. And I want you to look at verse 6 and verse 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen? Prayer has power over your thought life then. If I'm going to think right, I need to pray and thank God for everything. Just everything comes in my life. I thank God for it. I really do. And I, I've learned to live with things that I didn't think I could live with because I pray about it. And i, I got to figure this way. If God did not want them to be in my life, they wouldn't be in my life. Amen? He's letting it happen for a reason. And if I can just understand that and think rightly about it and not whine and moan and moan about it all the time, that'll make you a different thought life. We can change the way we think. I've read you these verses of, I don't know how many times, but Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. And, and I love these verses for the simple reason that I've tried it. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And how am I going to do that? Verse 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing your mind 
that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know what he said? Be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed, change your way of thinking. You can do it. How do you do it? By putting in things that's right over things that's wrong. If the old devil sends your life some wrong kind of thinking, quit thinking about that and start thinking about some good things. Put that over it. Amen? Put the good things first. Used to be when everybody fixed lunch for us way back then. Now, now I want you to know that now, ladies, y'all cook good, all right? Before I say anything, but years ago, you know, when we'd have these big dinners on the ground and everything, uh, years ago when the church was a good size and, and the ladies would bring food to eat, and they, they'd always come over and bring me a piece of cake or something they'd cook and say, Preacher, I want to try, try this. I mean, it's just for you. Amen. I tried them. But there's some I just can't eat. I'm serious. I mean, you know, well now this is good, preacher. And what are you going to say as a preacher? Sure, that's good. I ain't about to tell them they ain't no good. Amen. But every once in a while I, wanted, I was thinking, you need to redo that thing, you know. I know I remember my wife's grandmother. She was the sweetest thing. And I was going with my wife at the time, but my wife's grandmother loved me, and she always invited me over to Thanksgiving dinner, and she fixed mincemeat pie. And I mean, she said, now I know this is your favorite. That's the reason I fixed it for you, for Thanksgiving. And she bring me a big, all the rest of the people get a little slice. Not me, I got the big slice. And she put it down before when I look at that thing. And my mind would think of all that mess that's in there. And I'd say, I just cannot eat this thing now. And you know what I got to do? I'd catch her not looking. I'd put it in my shirt pocket. I'd put it in my pants pocket. I'd put it everywhere I could. And I got, I got rid of that mince peat pie. And she'd come by and she said, Oh, wait a minute, honey, I'll get you another piece. That was so good. And I've thought about that a many a time. How I thought how I could get away with something and you know and I'd try to eat that thing and I just couldn't but you know what I thank God for this day I still loved her and she loved me and I thank God that I thank God for her the thing I'm trying to say is if I have to I can eat some meat pie amen I can eat something that I don't want to if somebody does something good for me I can think differently about it I think about the one that made it not what's in the pie. I think about the one that made it. And they made it with their hands, just for me. Hey, that's a privilege. Amen? That changes the whole outlook on that piece of pie. You understand what I'm talking about? That's a principle of life. That's not just a piece of pie. That's a principle of life. If something's put into your life, you can look at it and say, that's terrible. But wait a minute. Where did it come from? Who gave it to you? Who put in the work behind it to, for you to have it? And you going to turn it down? No. You take it from and say, Thank you, Lord, for sending somebody in my life who cares for me. That's a different way of thinking about everything that comes in your life. And once you learn that principle of thinking, then God gives you a peace of mind about everything. Good thinking goes before the deed. And don't you ever forget it. Nobody does anything good or bad 
unless they first sit down and think about it. And the thought life is what changes everything for you. And we got to guard our thought life because the old devil will show you everything in the world to think about. Amen? Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful tonight that we're saved by Your grace and You keep us by Your grace. And Father, I, I do know that I need to guard my thought life. And every Christian does. And help us to think upon Thee and Thy work and Thy people and how gracious people are to us and how thankful we ought to be for everything that comes into our life because, Lord, we know that Thy Word has said all good things come from above. And so, Lord, when we get something good, we ought to thank God for it. Well, Lord, when something comes in our life we don't think is good, it might be that there's something behind it. We don't even know what's going on. And it could be good for somebody else. So, Lord, help us to think rightly about everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Glad I'm saved tonight, aren't you? Let's sing something. Turn to page 10. Please.